Hello, welcome to Future Foodcast. I'm Pam Miller, your host, and I want to give a shout out and a thank you to our sponsor, Farm to Plate, a software company committed to creating tomorrow's food business ecosystem today. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Jason Olenek. He is the Vice President of Dining Operations for Continental Services. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Thank you, Pam, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. Yeah, you have so many things to share with us today, and I'm really excited to dive into some of that. But first of all, could you give us a brief overview of, of what you actually do today and, and how you got to the place of doing that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, currently, I am, uh, as you said, I'm the vice president of our, our dining operations for Continental. And what we do is uh, we're, we're a managed food service company. We we partner with clients uh, in the Midwest. Uh, right now, we are in Michigan, Ohio and Indiana, and uh, we're looking to kind of grow our footprint around the Great Lakes region is what we call it around here. So, and what I specifically do is oversee a team of op- of operators who partner with 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 uh, corporate clients and and actually you know some some colleges as well. And we provide food service to employees and students at, at these locations. And it's been a it's been a wonderful ride, and obviously a tough uh, three years in the BNI industry. Uh, but we found our way out, and uh, we are we are trudging forward and um, looking to grow organically. Um, and, and how we're doing that, and part of our vertical growth plan is through food. So uh, we, my team, really focuses on enhancing that dining experience for employees, and, and and working with clients right now to actually bring employees back to the office, which is super exciting for us, obviously. So yeah, my uh, <laughs> yeah, my history is interesting. Um, I've always been one who uh, who enjoys enhancing uh, food service and dining experiences in places where it's not always expected. I started off in hotels uh, after college. I went to Central Michigan University. Um, and then after college, I, I, I moved to Florida. I interviewed for a uh, hospitality company. Uh, always loved food. I, you know, I, I, I worked for Chili's for many years all throughout high school and, and college and and really understood food service and hospitality uh, for the Breaker organization, which was a great foundation for me. Um, And that kind of expanded that. And and, uh, I I got an interview with the hotel company out of Florida, and they actually had a random hotel in Albuquerque, New Mexico. So um, they were like, hey, you want to uh, you want to go train out there for a year or two and learn um, learn learn the the food and beverage hospitality part of of this business and uh, I was like sure why not you know a 23 year old kid wanted to kind of you know uh, cut my teeth in the industry and uh, I moved out to New Mexico and I really just fell in love with hospitality and everything that it brought and meeting new people and the people that you worked with and learned from all the backgrounds of uh, you know all, all the different people that you you know that you serve and that you serve along with so you know fell in love with the food scene in Albuquerque and that was kind of kind of just transformed my life and then I moved uh they promoted me back uh, and then moved back to Florida which was awesome and I um I moved to a luxury hotel uh called the Sand Pearl Resort in Clearwater Beach that was kind of my first introduction into to luxury hospitality and five star service and really learned how to really anticipate guests needs and what that means to people and and how you can really transform someone's experience so uh, you know, spent three years there. Uh, and then I went down to Naples, um, Florida, and I became a general manager of a limited service courtyard hotel. And that's, that was my first kind of big break and really running, uh, running an operation as being the solo person in charge and, and, and handling many different aspects of the hotel from housekeeping to, to engineering to, to food service again. So, um, that was, that was a really hard, uh, but rewarding job. 
And then I, uh, you know, I went to the Edgewater Beach uh, Resort right on the beach there in Naples, a beautiful setting, uh, another luxury hotel, took over their food and beverage program, kind of built that from the ground up, you know, uh, you know, nice, nice restaurant there, fine dining mixed with that beach concept, which everybody loves when they go on vacation. And, uh, and that was fun. And then, you know, I, uh, yeah, I got engaged to my now wife down there and we decided to move home to Michigan and uh along with that i actually had some contacts uh from uh, my hotel world who set me up with an interview for a restaurant management job inside detroit airport so now i'm going from you know chain restaurants to hotel restaurants to to fine dining restaurants and hotels to now uh, opening up restaurants inside of an airport terminal you know and that was the most uh another rewarding experience where the pressure is on you're open long hours you're open early you have to, um, you know, serve uh, a wide variety of people who are traveling, who are anxious, who are, you know, who are calm, um, who are frustrated, you know, trying to really uh, bring a different level of, of dining experience. I think airports for a long time were, were kind of a place for more convenience food. Um, and then we wanted to bring this this uh, this this chain restaurant, this high level restaurant um, brands to, to airports. We brought a Chick-fil-A, we brought a P.F. Chang's, we brought a long Horn Steakhouse and uh, partnered with the local market and really kind of elevated the food scene at Detroit Airport. And that was just a, it was an honor to be a part of that transformation. I uh, spent about five years there and it was, it was a wonderful experience. And, uh, and then I found my way to Continental and, and now I've been elevating dining at uh, in the BNI industry uh, ever since. So I've been here for about five and a half years and I'm just really loving the uh, the challenge that it brings. Yeah. Well, they, they are lucky to have you, Jason, with that. <laughs> Well, a lot of people don't bring that variety of experience in all the different markets that you were in and and what you learned there. I love your airport description because it's so true. You probably needed a psychology degree as well (laughs) as your experience in hospitality Mm -hmm. to to bear. Or maybe you expanded that during that experience because traveling, uh, people experience the whole, uh, the full spectrum of emotions. Mm -hmm. You could get the people that are really happy and excited to be on the trip they're going on and, and just getting started to the, the people whose flight had been delayed or they have a challenge or they had a terrible trip, whatever might've happened. And that is so true, but uh, kudos to you because I went through the Detroit airport just last month and it is beautiful and there are wonderful options there. So Mm -hmm. obviously your time there had an impact and they've continued on with, you know, that elevating of what they're providing there. So that's a great job. Uh, But what I heard through all of that really was you're so oriented to your client and your customer. You talked about anticipating, you learned in the luxury market, anticipating their needs. You've got a whole different uh, profile of client now than you did at the luxury hotel, but you still apply that same service mentality to that. Can you explain who you're serving and uh, you know how you think ahead on what their needs might be? Yeah, I think, you know, when you spend 20 years in hospitality like I have, I think you learn that uh, everybody needs something different um, regard, based on how they're feeling that day and, and what they're going through. 
Um, and you can have a powerful impact on someone's life through a food experience. I think people, when you go out to eat, uh, you look at it as an escape and it's a, it's a place for you to, to be transformed into whether it's through a cuisine or through someone's talents or someone's service, uh, you can really be transformed through that experience. And I think what I've learned along the way is that food can be a connector. It can bring people together. It can give you that break from an anxious moment of, you know, traveling and, and traveling to a hotel and just having that break and a glass of champagne and a nice meal can really just kind of uh, alleviate everything that you're going through for just a moment. It's a very vulnerable experience. And I think yeah, no matter what venue you're in and where you're serving, everyone appreciates hospitality and good service, um, no matter what. Uh, and I think, you know, bringing that to the corporate environment has been something that, you know, I've been very passionate about over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, being the best part of someone's day when they're going down to eat with their colleagues, when they're connecting around a, a really interesting dish. I think for so long, corporate food service was looked at as this uh, burgers and fries and, you know, very convenience driven speed, speed, speed. I have a half hour. I have to get through here. Whatever's quick and easy. I don't really care. Um, you're, we're starting to see the space kind of transform with the new generation of worker who really cares about food, who cares where it's from, who who cares about the experience, about the connection with their uh, with their coworkers. You know, we're not at work as much as we used to be, so I think connection is even more important if you do. Uh, go to the office and you're spending limited time with your coworkers, um, you know, having that moment where, where you're surrounded by people that, you know, are, are striving, um, you know, for, for bigger things and are connected to something bigger than themselves. Um, and you incorporate a moment in their day where they can sit around a, a really interesting dish and, and collaborate and talk about, you know, what it reminds them of. And you're really transforming them uh, to a place of, you know, that's that's familiar, but also different. Uh, and they can really talk about that. And I think, you know, we find great joy in, in succeeding uh, for our clients and, 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 and what they're what they're trying to achieve for their employees, which is a healthier workforce, a more collaborative workforce. Um, you know, and that's what just been really just a strong uh, passion of ours. And we continue to kind of push that uh, through through our region. So, yeah. And hearing you speak about this with how Continental Services approaches their corporate clients and corporate dining, I think a lot of our listeners would agree with me. It is not how I traditionally have thought about corporate dining. Mm -hmm. Your whole approach to it, the company's approach to it, your attitude about the results of doing a good job. You're not even talking to me too much about the food. You're talking to me about the experience of the food. And I just think that's a whole shift in perspective. I I really think that is great. And I'm sure your clients are loving that experience as well. Just, you know, you're not all about the deliverable. You're about the experience of what that deliverable brings to your end customer. Yeah, it's about partnering with your clients and really seeking, you know, how the, how they want to show regard for their employees and and we're we don't lead with our uh with our brand. If you went to any one of our continental cafes, the only reason why you would know is a continental cafe is because of the the name on the chef coat. Uh we don't have signage that, you know, we really want to blend in but be a big part of the culture. So, uh we let our let our, we let our clients lead the way by partnership by partnership and it's, you know, what are you seeking? How do you want to take care of of your employees is it a is it a healthy subsidy is it a is it a full blown uh, dining subsidy where you know we want to keep prices low to entice um, people to come down and to collaborate uh, using food as that connector 
um, in the office, as well as using it as a tool for retention um, to keep employees there to as a as a recruiting tool. You know, I mean, uh, and this kind of all started in, in Silicon Valley with with you know with the. Uh, you know, the Facebooks and the Oracles and all those fighting for the same employees, they were using food as kind of a differentiator. Um, and that's kind of made its way to the Midwest over the last decade or so. And, and we're reveling in that opportunity to perform for our clients, to, to help our clients uh, create a culture that's rewarding, that's uh, that's healthy, that's collaborative, um, really just, just being the fabric that holds everything together, but not leading through our brand uh, by making this the client's local restaurant, the local coffee shop that's really truly their own and not ours. Um, and I think that's what's made us very successful. Very cool. Yeah, it's not about you. It's about them and, and mm-hmm. their needs. I have this disconnect though because you're in that that great lakes area Mm -hmm. etc and and then you talk about silicon valley i mean i think about the car manufacturers in your area i know that's a big part of your clientele that you're working with and what's the connection with silicon valley help our listeners understand what's happening in your client base Absolutely. You know, I think the future has been pulled forward for a lot of a uh, lot of industries over the pandemic. And I think what you saw was uh, the push for electric. Um, and it's, you know, it's and not only is it going to happen in kitchens soon as, as what we're kind of experiencing, but it's also happening in the automotive industry, which is uh, the heart of where we are. Headquarters is in Troy, Michigan, which is right outside of Detroit. Um, obviously, if you if you know Detroit, you know, it's the Motor City. Um, a lot of uh, tier one auto suppliers have their offices here. And obviously the big three are here with Stellantis, Ford and, and General Motors uh, headquartered all in uh, the Detroit area. So we we feed a lot of a lot of those employees and, and we're feeding the future right now, which is uh, electric. And what they're doing is they're fighting for engineers uh, from Silicon Valley to come in uh, and really shake up the auto industry in this race for for a more sustainable future uh, for you know the race to all electric. And a lot of our, our clients have some pretty big, pretty big dreams to go all electric in 10 years. And, and what that's going to require is, is deep collaboration, a different type of engineer. You know, it's not just the blue collar, you know, manufacturing, uh, pressing cars all day. It's a little bit of a different employee uh, coming over and, and, they're, and they're, they're bringing them into Michigan and uh, introducing them to the Midwest. And, you know, steak and potatoes can make it, you know, here, but it may not be for everybody, especially those who are coming from the West Coast who are more interested in uh, maybe an organic, you know, experience uh, with food and, and where it comes from and, and being a part of that, uh, you know, as, as these as these automakers go to a sustainable future, you know, how can food service weave into that? And a lot of it is 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 also contributing to their sustainable workplace practices and, and weaving in our own, uh, you know, sustainable viewpoints on food and, and how that can kind of uh, align with the company's values. So starting to see uh, really the employee base changing and, you know, and it's been exciting to see the more the, that food has now been a focus uh, as that industry has changed and we're, we're here for it. So it's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting and gives you a new challenge, which I know you're up to meeting and and trying to Mm -hmm. even, like you said, anticipate what some of those other future needs might be. But one of the benefits, I guess, from getting away from kind of the traditional, maybe Midwestern diet and introducing California and Silicon Valley, they're, they're known for really their focus on 
you know, maybe lighter food, healthier food, less processed food and that kind of thing. And there are some other benefits for the employees to to be consuming that and benefits to your clients, which you brought up to me before. And I was surprised about the focus on healthy food gives a healthier employee, which really ultimately hits the bottom line for the company. Yeah, I think it goes again to uh, helping employers show regard for their employees and, and and the vital role that we can play in that uh, venture. I mean, I think if you're serving healthy food to your employees, you're going to have a, a more energetic workforce. Uh, you know, the you know healthier workforce, I think, is a more productive workforce. And I think, you know, uh, from our standpoint, if we're in an office uh, five days a week, we have an opportunity to serve someone breakfast and lunch, um, you know, of the 21 uh, meals that someone can eat a week, you know, we're responsible for possibly 10 of those, you know, and the responsibility that comes with that, if you can introduce healthy eating at work, uh, that can spread to different areas of your employee's life. Um, and I think that's, you know, something that we're really passionate about and how we can partner with our clients and, and just really promoting uh, healthier habits. Um, you know, food can be medicine. Um, and I think, you know, what the pandemic showed us is, is being healthy is pretty important. You know, having energy is important. Um, and, and the food that you eat and how, and how that can impact your health. Um, you know, think about obesity and, and heart disease and these things that, you know, are, are wrecking havoc on, you know, uh, on Americans. Um, what we can do is just in our small world, uh, help, you know, guide people to better habits. Um, and, and maybe that spills over and, um, you know, for the employees, you know, the, the rising health care costs and, and what food could actually do to curb some of that. I think that's what, something that we're really interested in and what we've been partnering with clients on recently. And, and you know, when people think about healthy food, they're like, it's not going to be good. It's going to be expensive. I'm just not going to do it. But that's not the case. I think you can make healthy food good and um, and employers can do their their best to, to, you know, either subsidize a portion of that to really entice uh, their employees to eat healthy. And um, we've seen some traction in that arena, which is exciting. And, um, you know, and, and I think it's going to show when they see, you know, the healthcare costs go down and they see productivity go up, you know, that food is really having a, a major impact, especially healthy food on uh, on the just the mental state of their employees. And again, a different perspective coming from mm -hmm. corporate dining company. Mm -hmm. Yep. Again, our listeners will agree this has not traditionally been a focus, and uh, it's exciting to see that. But your your founder and and early leaders were all about better sourcing of products too. I mean, you wanted to provide healthier food, and you weren't necessarily finding what you wanted out in the market. So tell yeah. us a bit about how what's going on with your sourcing situation. Yeah. So obviously, um, you know, Jim Barty is our founder. He founded the company in 1989. He started it as a uh, small, uh, really passionate uh, man about coffee. Uh, so he started selling coffee to offices that got into, turned into a vending uh, business for us that turned into, you know, we got into the corporate dining uh, uh, environment after that. And then uh, unattended markets, vending, uh, corporate dining and, 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 and events became who we are today. You know, and along that way, Jim is just a very passionate person about the process. Um, and if we can't find the right, if we can't find the right partner um, to, to produce the quality that we're seeking, he's the type that will go find it himself. So what he did was, uh, you know, he's, he, he bought a 
cattle ranch in, in Northern Florida um, because we weren't getting um, the beef that we wanted. It was in, it was too inconsistent. And uh, he's very passionate about, you know, the, the farm to plate experience and making sure that the guest uh, experiences the highest quality beef. So uh, when he couldn't find it, he went and, you know, he bought the cattle ranch and we serve uh, great Mark Western beef in all of our cafes and for all of our events uh, here locally. So, um, and the same thing with, with coffee, he, uh, he partnered with a local, local coffee roaster. So uh, people, uh, our, our clients are, are drinking coffee that was roasted within, you know, seven to 10 days, which is just unbelievable in this, in this business. So then he went and we couldn't find a bread. I mean, for people, you know, the bread aisle can be the scariest aisle. Honestly, it really can be. And uh, finding a good quality bread that's safe, that has no preservatives is really tough. Um, it's hard for food service because of the the limited shelf life. But, um, you know, that pursuit of excellence is just, you'll see it at every level um, in our company. And, and part of that is is in our proof bakery. We bake all of our own bread. Uh, we make all of our own desserts and, um, you know, and, and, we, we, we manage uh, short shelf life with just really smart logistics and making sure that uh, once the food is made, uh, it's out and it's on a shelf as soon as possible. So um, it's been a, it's been a, quite the journey, but I, all I can say is that Jim is, is, has been just a, a true leader for us and, and, and really striving uh, for the best guest experience through really controlling every part of the process. Yes. Again, not your traditional corporate dining experience. <laughs> For those of you who are managing that, I mean, really the, the fresh food, the short shelf life because of the lack of preservatives in the mm-hmm. bread or the baking, for example, that just causes you to be, have to manage your inventory better mm-hmm. and track of how all that's working. And uh, again, call you to a higher standard. I mean, it's just... It's just a really great story. I think Continental, uh, you know, is changing the the face of of how people look at that. And hopefully this podcast episode will help open the eyes of some of our listeners into, you know, the impact that you're making uh, in the industry. But not only that, I really haven't heard of a corporate dining that has an app and you have an app Mm -hmm. of some sort. So... I don't even know all the details of that. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Share with us a little bit. Yeah, of course. Technology so. in corporate dining. Another new concept. Yeah, you know, I mean, again, as the future has been pulled forward for so many industries, I mean, food service especially uh, has been kind of propelled into this technology realm. And uh, that's where we're living today. So when I started with Continental in 2018, we were starting to roll out this app for employers. And, and what it was, was, you know, how can you make, um, if, you know, if, if someone has a half hour, how can you speed up that process uh, to get food uh, cooked to order? Um, and so they're not waiting in line. Uh, the, the traditional corporate cafe, uh, if you can envision walking up, ordering verbally, uh, your food is made, it's handed to you on a tray, you go to a cashier, um, you wait in line, and then you uh, check out that process. Typically, it was around 10 to 15 minutes, depending how busy uh, the cafe was. So we decided to, to really incorporate this, this app, and it was customizable to our clients' uh, menus, uh, which is you know customizable to their kitchens and what they can produce. And uh, it really sped up the process of lunch. It gave people a different option to get food. And then the pandemic obviously happens. And uh, we, prior to COVID, we had it at, at about five or six locations. And then, the, then, then COVID happens and people begin to really start to get comfortable 
with getting food uh, through their phone. I think what is over 50 to 60% of people now are ordering food through their phone, which was unheard of back in 2019. It was, you know, this is not safe. This is weird. I want to experience it. All those things, uh, you know, and the DoorDash and all Uber Eats and all these things come out. So, you know, the comfortability of people, um, you know, obtaining a meal through their phone became widespread. And now we have it in all of our locations. Uh, we have an eat club platform where you can order food and it's delivered to your office. Um, you know, and that's part of our, our food your way is really incorporating technology to meet employees where they are, uh, when they, when they want a meal, um, you know, to, to kind of combat this flexible, uh, workforce, uh, people don't just, it's not as rigid as it used to be. It's not like get in at work at nine, eat lunch at 11, leave at five. It's, I'm going to work at 10. I'm going to eat at 1130. I will leave work at two. I'll finish up my day at home. So uh, being a flexible uh, with with how people can, you know, uh, experience your food has, has been important uh, to kind of, you know, uh, combat this flexible workforce. So technology has been huge as we propelled our, our our company forward and our services forward. Not everybody uses it, but it's still there. And um, I think it provides a nice option for those who are on the go. Absolutely. And it just sounds like you said, a, a great option. And you're I don't know, you use the word combating the flexible workforce, but honestly, I think you're cooperating with the flexible Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, more of a moving forward together. Okay, this is what's happening, and here's how we're going to meet that need. I mm -hmm. really I really like uh, your approach mm -hmm. to that, and and it's very cool. Again, I, I would love if I were in an office to, to help maximize my time. You know, everybody is busy, and mm -hmm. realizing uh, that time spent in line, boy, you just shortcutted that I can order it from my office and then come down and my food will be ready and I can pay for it and use that extra 15 minutes to enjoy eating with my colleagues and yep. having a relaxing lunch instead of being all tense that I only have 15 mm -hmm. minutes left or 20 left in my time before I need to get upstairs for the next meeting. So Absolutely. that's, um, yeah, that, that is really exciting too. Mm -hmm. I, I just see that it's, it's really great how you're how you're moving things forward, taking advantage of technology. Again, a different look at the corporate dining experience and um, and the sourcing of your ingredients. You know, you mm -hmm. don't you don't hear that very often. The care is being taken on the front end, and I think that's so important. Uh, we've covered a lot of really really cool, lack of a better term. I don't want to use the term amazing. That seems to be overused. I'll use the word cool because I think and innovative technologies and mindset applied to corporate dining. But is there anything else that you'd like to share about what's happening at Continental Services before we go with our with our audience today? Yeah, I mean, I think what you're going to see is that food. Uh, Food at work matters. Good food at work matters. It's it's important more than ever as as as, as companies venture down this path of, of inviting you know their employees back to the office, uh, whether it be you know two, three, four days a week. I think the five day work week is over, which I think a lot of people are excited about. But I think, you know, I, th I think connection is important. Um, you know, I think human connection at work and, and and being, you know, next to somebody while you while you propel the world forward, especially as we as the world changes, um, you know, and, and how do you do that at work? And I think the best opportunity to do that is is through a great meal. And, you know, we, we believe wholeheartedly that food has been our differentiator. Um, anyone can serve, you know, chips and, and and, and sodas and and Snickers bars out of a vending machine or in a market, but I think really good food and sourcing it from from a, a, a local you know purveyor and, and really really being passionate about the quality, I think that matters to people. No, 
now more than ever and, and what people put in, uh, in their bodies and how that, you know, affects their health, their mental health. Um, they're, they're just, I think there's so many benefits to having a great food service platform at work. It's where you can spend a lot of time. Uh, it's where uh, you can spend time with other people who are different than you and, and you can share a, a meal and you could talk about that. And I think there's a lot of benefits to that. Um, and then, you know, just to, just to kind of introduce more healthier habits into the workforce uh, to create a healthier culture, I think is always uh, something that we're going to be passionate about. And we look forward to, to kind of grow vertically through our food and, and 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 bringing our recipes and our concepts to to the uh to the workplace and to, to campuses you know in the midwest so yeah very exciting thank you jason for sharing this great perspective that continental brings to the industry i think it's really exciting and innovative and i hope our listeners enjoyed hearing from us today Thank you for the opportunity, Pam. I sincerely appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you to our sponsor, Farm to Plate, again, a software company enabling better food supply management. You can find out more at farmtoplate.io. Thanks for listening to Future Foodcast. Future Foodcast is powered by Farm to Plate, the leading food blockchain platform. Subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to stay up to date with the very latest innovations in the food industry. 